I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All Stats Aren't We preview of the Aston Villa away game and hopefully it's a third time lucky for this recording. I'm Darren Driver, the English Far Post Cross of the podcast. You definitely won't find me anywhere else. And I'm joined by Martin Riley, the Max Verber playing in centre midfield of the podcast. And no one's quite sure why he's in this position. It's certainly not what we brought him in for. And finally, the Jesse Marsh LinkedIn debut of the podcast. Nobody's surprised by this development, but they're all furious anyway. It's Tom Alderson. How are you doing, Toldo? It's been a while since we've talked about football together, brother. Yes, um, I think my last podcast was the last one we did before the World Cup, so probably pushing two months since I've been on. So yeah, looking forward to talking to you, you lovely guys, but not looking forward to talking about Leeds. Uh, We've missed you, we've missed you, Tom, and and thanks for leaving um, me and Martin to tend the the podcast garden. Uh, I think think you'll agree that we've kept it in wonderful shape. Yeah, um, definitely. While you've been watching the Stockport and playing tennis or whatever else it is that you do. Pretty much nailed it there today. (laughs) Pretty much nailed it. Pretty much nailed it. Martin, how are you? I'm I'm okay. Um, normally, I like to talk about what food I've eaten, but I haven't actually eaten, eaten anything yet. So uh, uh, I'm not I'm not as good as normal. So I might not be on a good performance level as I would like. Mm. So, so something similar to Calvin Phillips. I'm only at my best when I'm full up and ready to go. Do you think you'd uh, Do you think you're fit enough to get in the city team at the moment, Martin? No, that, that absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they they just stand still, don't they? All that positional play, it's just standing still, isn't it? Well, yeah, That's all it is. Well, I suppose you could just shove me up front. I could do what ha- Haaland does. I can jump high. I can, I can, I can do, do that. do what Haaland does. <laughs> You've heard, you heard, you heard it at first. Martin Riley could do what Erling Haaland can do. I, I, amazing, amazing. I love it, I love it. Uh, good, good. Well, um, it's it's good to be here, chaps. Uh, and, and as we said, we are going to talk primarily about the Aston Villa um, 
away game that's coming up, but let's just have a bit of a, a review of what's happened in uh, in Leeds United world over the last uh, last week or so. So we'll go um, to the weekend when uh, we had a, an FA Cup game against Cardiff, which we'll just briefly touch on. But we won't be reviewing it because, as everybody knows, cup football is not real football. Um, it doesn't matter if, unless points are on the on, on the board, and Tom Woodhead can think what he wants about that. Um, so we started the first half with energy and lots of optimism. That feels to me like that's almost directly taken from the previous uh, match review that we did, Martin. Uh, and as I know, you wrote this little synopsis, but without really creating any good opportunities sounds familiar and um, Cardiff scored their first goal around the 20th minute after Pascal Strauch didn't check his shoulder and got caught in a bit of a muddle and then they scored again about 10 minutes later with just a really poorly defended ball over the top of the defence in the second half we had a debut from Max Verber, Wober, Verber, Verber, slotting in um, at midfield to uh, everyone's surprise. And we generally had most of the ball um, with Carl, Cardiff sitting deep and allowing uh, Leeds to, to put pressure on. Um, Rodrigo converted a lofted Sam Greenwood cross with a nice header. And then he missed a penalty, which was won thanks to a very good save from uh, the Cardiff left back, Joel Bagan. Um, the half continued to wear on as halves do. Uh, but in the final minutes, Willie Nonto made some magic happen, as Willie Nonto is wont to do, uh, driving into the box and fizzing a ball towards Junior Furpo, who did a lovely flick on, and uh, Sonny Perkins got on the end of it to to make sure the game ended um, to all. Um, and as I said, it doesn't feel very useful to dissect this game, unless anything can think of anything from it uh, that they wanted to discuss. Uh, Martin, what did you make of the lineup? Um. Yeah, it was. I think it was the best that we could put out. I know Marsh said that there were a few players who were who picked up knocks, and they were a few days away from playing. So I think the lineup was probably the best that we could put out. What there was some change in there, but it was. It should have been good enough to easily beat a also weakened side in Cardiff. Mm. Uh, mm. Cardiff had a lot of young players out and they also had a 15-year-old goalkeeper on the bench. So that just shows you how Fred Bear their squad was. Um, mm. Yeah, the, so yeah, the, it's the best line we could put out, really. And of the players who came in that don't play all the time, who do you think um, did the best in the game? Well, I did like in the second half, actually, Junior Furpo did have a good game. Um, he, mm. he, but in the, in the first half, he was kind of being used in more of an inverted role. He was kind of mm. almost used as the third centre back in build up and going into into the opposition half. Um, but then in the second half, they got him wider and had him further up the pitch, and he was able to show more what he's able to do. And he did do well. Like I said, the the, the flick for the for the winning goal was lovely, a very lovely flick, and he was a constant danger, which was good mm. to see. What do you make of Tom? What do you make of the fact that we've now got another another game on the schedule, uh, a cup replay? What what do you think will happen uh, in that? The, the consensus seems to be that Leeds will and should win that pretty comfortably um, and and get through to a more advanced stage. But what what are you what are you making? I think with the, the uh, season the way it is, we're so compact because of the month we had off in Qatar. Um, it's not ideal to have this extra game but mm. you'd think we mm. should win it more comfortably at Ellen Road and it's just even if we go a little bit stronger than we did before there's still opportunity for players like Geldart or like those other sort of younger players that aren't going to start 
um, to get a bit more time. So I think I think there are some positives from it, um, really. But my my only sort of point on the Cardiff game was I was surprised that Cody Drammy wasn't playing. Um, I thought he was nailed on to, because he, he didn't start the twenty ones on the. I think they played Forest on the Friday, and then he. I was like, right, he's not started that. He'll play on the Sunday, and then he he came on for was it half an hour? Or was it a full half? I can't remember. Um, and it's a bit of a shame because I, I do think he's good, and with our right back, our right backs haven't been amazing this year. I think he deserves a run, and I'm surprised he didn't get one. Yeah, what what do you what do you make of uh, the drama? <clears throat> Excuse me, the drama situation, Martin. Because as Tom said, he, he's looked. I think we can we can say that he's looked good, but he's looked good. At a lower level of football than the Premier League, whether that be you know the the kind of development le- level in the twenty threes or twenty ones, and then in the in the Championship with Cardiff last year, you know he, he did he did look good, but but he does he does seem to really struggle to get a decent chance at, at Leeds. What what do you think that's about? Yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate situation for Cody. Um, I think. Although in some games he has made like, Premier League appearances, he hasn't looked very good. But in some of those games, he was up against some very, very tricky wingers. I'm thinking specifically of when he played against Arsenal and he was up mm. against Martinelli. Uh, Martinelli's going to give anyone a, a, a rough time. And I don't think any of our other right-backs would have done a better job, to be honest. Mm. And I think he should have had more opportunities than what he has. Um, but unfortunately, there's two senior players ahead of him for that position. At the start of the season, it was just Rasmus, but then Ailen came back to fitness, and he's pretty much, I think he's like more like our first choice right back at present, at least if the recent Premier League games are anything to go by. So it's a tricky position for Cody, and I, think, I can't see anything but an exit at the end of the season for him, unfortunately. Do you think he might go out this summer, Tom? Yeah. Uh, this winter, sorry, this, this winter window? Yeah, I think maybe it could see a perm- permanent or a loan. Um, I think it just which whatever deal probably works for both parties. But yeah, I think I agree with Martin. I've, I can't see him coming back for another season next year unless there's a a change of manager who gives him much more assurances. Because I think if Marsh is still here, he'll be like, no, I'm not not doing that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, in other in in the in the incomings in the in the transfer window, we have now signed um, Max Ferber, and he yeah. How did you think he did uh, in the game? Uh, at the weekend, Martin. Well, he did, he did well in, in when he came on. Obviously, an unfamiliar position for him. I'm not sure if he played in that position for Marsh previously. Um, I'm guessing he may have done. Um, that's maybe why he did it. Um, but he, yeah, he did look fine. He did look nothing wrong. But he was against a Cardiff side who were in retreat mode, and it's very easy for us as a central midfielder to play in that sort of game. So I don't, th- I don't think we can take too much from that appearance at all. I've seen some people saying that he should start in midfield alongside Tyler Adams um, and just shove Mark Rocker out to pasture. So, yeah, all that from 30 minutes against Cardiff B- B-side. <laughs> seems sound to me. What about you, Tom? That seems like a reasonable decision. Yeah, Mark Rocker's been awful this season. I can't understand why he would stay on the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the, it's, do you know what it is I really don't like about him it's the way that he keeps trying to pass to people that, that play for Leeds yeah ret- just retaining one possession of the re- and like good passes I really the struggle pitch. with it I, I hate yeah. that it's really annoying yeah me too I mean he, he has had some yeah, more I difficult mean, yeah, games yeah, hasn't he but 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 um, you know but that's not he's not unique uh, in that as a thing okay um, it looks likely that we will be signing Jorginho Rutter from uh, Hoffenheim in the coming days 
does anyone have uh, any thoughts about this? I do. Um, I've watched quite a lot of um, Jorginho. Um, he looks a very fun player to watch. Um, he's very good um, at uh, running with the ball. Not... 100% on taking on all to take them on players all the time um, but he, he, he is still pretty good at it he's not quite on Nonto levels of beating a man but he is very good at carrying the ball and he's got a good bit of strength about him as well um, he's not I wouldn't say explosively with his pace his pace isn't explosive but he does have a good top speed I think it's a bit similar to the way Bamford manages to get up to quite a good speed he's got quite long legs so and, and he, he uses physical attributes well to make the most of it um he isn't the refined product that we'd maybe want at the moment um that's my only thing which i, I would maybe a bit of a proviso that i would like would have preferred someone who was more of a finished product because we need someone to hit the ground running but I, I am still excited to see see the lad play from, because I don't think he is going to be very exciting. And how do you imagine him fitting into the squad, Tom? Because it seems to me that the that he's not like a nine, uh, not not certainly not a Bamford profile. That he's got a bit more of of that kind of multifunctionality that that in in forward areas that, that Leeds seem to love so much. So it seems to me that that unless we are planning to bring him in and use him as a nine. Um, and and whatever that that it seems to me that there's that we've got, we're already well stacked for multifunction and multifunctional players in the forward line. How how does it sound to you? Yeah, I, th- I think from from the players we've seen Lee's linked with for that stri- like striker position that I'm not sure we have anymore. We don't see uh, we we all kind of bang on saying oh, we want a Bamford profile, we want a Bamford replacement or someone to go into that. And the club don't seem interested in that anymore. I think I think it's more Marsh's style of football. Whilst effective with um, a Bamford player there, he, he doesn't seem to want that. So we're going for these sort of players that can play almost across the across the front three or um, all in those attacking areas. So I think he, I think he'll just get tight game. To, it'll be one of these where you know Marsh just brings on a player at a certain minute. So if he doesn't start, I could see that happening quite a lot, regardless of um, regardless of who starts. I've seen it mentioned that he might play in a two with Rodrigo. Um, that I don't know. I would like to see that before passing judgment. I think a lot of people are very positive on that. And a lot of people are very negative on that. So yeah, I think it. I think there'll be definitely time for him to play because we've got. I think uh, Somerville's out for a month now as well, isn't he? So that's another player, and with a sinister and not quite back, I think there's um, there'll be time for him to um, get lots of time once he joins us. So yeah, well, I think we'll. I think we'll learn pretty quickly where where. Uh, suits him best in this squad Martin you know like it, it seems to me that, that some of the things that we're missing are, are somebody to kind of make the ball stick in, in that fo- in that forward area because we do seem to consistently give the ball away or somebody to stretch the plane and, and going behind the opposition defence we, we seem to be lacking both of those things um, and, and both of those things seem to be things that would improve our attacking threat but also our ability to hold the ball in a higher position up the field how do you think he fits in terms of those two attributes? Well, I, w- I will say that the, the one thing that is good about his um, nine play is attacking the last line. Um, he is good at um, picking his moments when to make a run beyond the defenders, and that is one good attribute that he, d- that he does have. Um, in regards to the more typical like Bamford-style stuff, the hold-up play, he is pretty good at that. He would be better than any other option that we've got barring Bamford. 
at the typical number nine stuff, but it is still quite unrefined. Um, I think he just needs to figure out how to use his physicality more. So I think it is something which will come good with time. I do think in a couple of years' time he could well be a Bamford profile. I think it is isn't um, an un- unpossibility. It, is very much within the realms of possibility for it to happen. It just all depends how he develops and whether um, Marsh is the right manager to bring that out of him. And a Hoffenheim pressy. Um, from what I, from what I watched of them, they're relatively pressy in certain oppositions, and he does have the stats for that. I know that I've seen a few different stat profiles of him, and his pressing is up there with the better forwards in, in the league for pressing so he, he does have that behind him I do think he would be able to do that that job without, without an issue he seems to have quite a lot of stamina and he, he seems to play till the 90th minute in most games that he's playing it's not like he's run, running out of legs by 60-70 minutes and always gets taken off he did, does play quite a lot of full games especially for the age that he is I mean he's only 20 that's a very promising thing from him. And Tom, do you expect to see any further incomings in in the in the winter window? Because obviously, we've brought Verber in, and and he's probably going to be the left back option. It looks like we're going to bring Rutter in for the forward option. Do you see anything beyond that? Will there be a you know a click replacement? Do you think, or or do you think it'll be those two players, and then and then that's it? I've heard like noise of a click replacement, but um, it just I think. We we were told there was no money, and now it seems like there is money. So you'd think that they might they might have money to get a click replacement in. You don't know. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I would if I was going to hedge my bets, I'd say maybe one more player comes in in January. Mm. That's quite a lot of business for us to do in in the January window, then Tom. Right, and given that we normally do nothing or or one player who then we whose contract we cancel. Yeah, for for a board that famously said that there's no value in the January window, they seem to be doing a lot of business in that window um i think it's just as because of the situation we find ourselves in like we're not safe from relegation i think if we say we had six more points they might have gone we can probably hold off until the summer but it feels a bit more pressing than it was before tom do you know it felt like then it felt like you were going to be one of those fans who would criticize them for not spending and then criticize them for spending when it happened like like almost as if the board can't win uh yeah <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really got a problem with them signing players. I've got. I have a problem when they don't sign players, nah, but, they, but they say they claim they've tried to when they've gone for fucking Gakpo for about fifty p. It's almost like there are no winners on the board, isn't it? Anyway, it's like um, all twats. It could. It could also be that. It could also be that. You can edit that if you want. Um, no, no, I'm not editing it. I don't care. Um, okay, let's start to think about the Aston Villa game. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Martin, you've watched a fair bit of Villa. Um, so how have Villa set up since Unai Emery came in and replaced Stevie G? Stevie um, me. Well, it's very similar to what most people have seen from Emery Ball in the past. Um, they set up in a 4-4-2, um, kind of mid-blocky, but they can also press high in certain moments, mainly in wider areas, seem to have some pressing traps in wider areas, maybe against certain opposition, what I've watched. Um, they've got an interesting set of players that they've been playing recently. Uh, they've had Ashley Young playing at right-back, and they've had... Um, Matty Cash playing at right midfield, so which was very interesting. <laughs> they do seem to focus their play down down the wide areas. Um, they will be hit, hit, hitting a lot of crosses into the box. Uh, they will be trying to move it from one side to the other. Um, so I do think that there's a lot of things that will for us to watch out for. There are some some of their newer players, uh, Bubakar Kamara, who was one of the players who was linked towards Leeds once upon a time. Um, he is a good player. I like him, and he does a thing where he likes to drop between these centre backs to help in deep build up. And um, but he also does just drift around really in deep deep build up. So I think it could prove difficult to press in in certain parts, depending on how we approach it. Um, I think, yeah, that's about all I can really say about them. The 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 two strikers have they've been using Bailey and Watkins as a strike partnership. Uh, but Bailey's been dropping deeper into wide areas to offer a passing outlet and also to progress the ball, with Watkins being more of a focal point. But equally, both players are capable of performing this action of dropping deep because Watkins is familiar with playing on the, on the wide areas as well. But yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game to watch. And how do you expect them to approach it? Like in terms of Villa's build-up, do you expect them to try and you know kind of move the ball through the thirds? Uh... Or, or do you expect them to go a bit more direct, given given the leads pressed? Do you think they'll they'll have that degree of tex- technical and flexible tactical flexibility? And I guess I'm asking that question because I am aware that Emery is very sort of relatively new into into his process, so it's, it's unlikely that he's got all of his kind of principles in play and got his team playing exactly the way he wants. So what what compromises do you expect them to make on the approach? I would imagine they will go pretty, pretty direct, um, probably f- focusing the ball down down wide areas a lot. Um, that's, that's what they generally do anyway. Um, they, they, they do build up um, slower at times, but they do tend to go direct more of it. And especially I've seen Tyrone Mings was hitting lots of long balls. And yeah, so that I do think they will go over our press I don't think they'll try to play through it but equally I do think they have some players who will be able to especially if they can get Bubakar camera dropping deeper to help them evade the press so they have the ability to do both but I do think it's most likely that they will go over it they'll probably let us have more of the ball and knowing that they're pretty solid in their mid block that it will make things difficult for us Tom that sounds pretty scary to me what what Martin's just described there it sounds like that's almost exactly and precisely designed to expose our weaknesses yeah letting us have the ball building up through the wings sort of even like forwards that can drop into those wide areas and take sort of go into space takes a longer ball and sort of yeah run at us doesn't doesn't sound Great. It doesn't sound promising to me, to be honest. Okay, let's start to think about Leeds then. So what what injuries do we have at the moment? I missed the press conference today. I've only I've only just um managed to finish work myself. So um what are the yeah, what what injuries were announced in the podcast in the 
in the press conference, Tom? I think it was Somerville out for a month was announced. I think was it was an, an ankle injury. I think so. I think so. Yeah, from the contact that he got in a, in a in the Cardiff game. Yeah, which was, was it a, quite was it a repeat, challenge. Was it a repeat injury? Or he'd be played on, didn't he? But it was yeah. Yeah, he did play on. I think it, he had something similar in the Elsh uh, pre uh, the mini preseason game. Um, so he picked up something similar then. So yeah, it's kind of a repeat. It's sort of injury, which I think those kind of players get a lot when they get kicked. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I don't think there's anything else new. Correct me if I'm wrong, Martin. They did mention that Bamford is nearly back, but I feel like he'd been nearly back for a while now. But he felt like he was nearer back than he was before. Yeah, they they, they said that he should be involved, I believe. Um, it looks like he'll probably be on the bench. Um, I can't imagine he'll start. Um, but yeah, that's was quite surprising. But I'm not holding. I'm not holding out any hope that it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> I've, I've I've put too many too many hopes on that for too long so uh, my hope is gone in that uh, and what are we expecting the the team to be uh, tomorrow Martin I'm going to imagine there's going to be some reactive changes based on the Cardiff game if I know Jesse okay. Marsh um, because Strauch didn't have the best game against Cardiff I wouldn't be surprised if he gets taken out altogether um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Furpo also starts because he impressed in the second half so um, I could see Firpo starting at left back, uh, Verber starting at left centre back, with probably Robin Cock at right centre back. Um, right back will probably be ailing, um, but I'm not 100 percent on that one. And then the midfield should be Adams and Rocker. Uh, the attacking players will uh, be the usual one. Maybe Harrison and Nanto will will play. We have Somerville being out. And then we'll see Rodrigo and Aronson. I can't imagine Aronson will be dropping out of the squad, even though I think maybe he could do with a little time away from it at the moment. Uh, can I just add, add to that, sorry, that I, I'd, it's more of a question because I've only thought about it now. We saw him play 4-3-3 uh, against City and like other teams to sort of combat the issues in wide areas. Now, from what you said to just about five minutes ago, Martin, it sounds like they're going to cause us a lot of issues in wide areas. So could we potentially see... Like a four three three, maybe Greenwood in for um, Somerville potentially. I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up on the spot, so I might be completely wrong here. No, that 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 is a possibility. Um, Marsh did actually talk about uh, the four three three in the press conference today as well. Um, he was talking about it. He start, started putting it into place to try to combat the issue with um, exceeding space in wide areas, the opposite side, which we all know and love. Um, yes, he's mentioned that. He also mentioned that it's not something which he's had to really cover before in previous clubs because as alluded to in the opening intro apparently only the english crossed to the far post that is literally something mm-hmm. he said today in the press conference i was pounding my fist on the desk when he said that it's like no i've watched your previous teams and you did have that same problem mate you had this, the exact same problem <laughs> but yes it is quite possible that we do see a far free free and greenwood is potential and he did do pretty well in the cardiff game which again is a reactive thing for Marsh to do based on one, a fun game to shape things shake things up okay and where are where are villa likely to be vulnerable tom um it's just looking at their team you'd imagine it's in the the fullback areas um ashley young is while still a decent player, I think he's he's not the best right back in the league. You'd you'd fancy Somerville when he, if he was fit, or um, Harrison or Nonto if he's playing on that side to be able to get at him. Uh, Dinia on the other side is not a great defensive player, so yeah, whichever wing is on that side, you might see Harrison on that side potentially, and then Nonto on the other side. Um, you'd hope that he he likes to bomb on, so you might be able to get some space there. 
it depends how wide we go with our build up and our players or if we if we go quite narrow then it potentially might be sort of wasting where I believe they're most vulnerable. What what do you think Martin having watched them a fair bit? Yeah, I'd agree. That's probably the area which we could hope to target is the fullback areas. Um, I think Nanto is best suited to, tr- to be running at Young at the moment. Um, although he is still a, a decent player, he's young. He obviously is knocking on a bit now and he does, doesn't have the pace to deal with a player like Nanto, I don't think. Um, so I think that could be our best hope. And since that is what our, all our hopes have been riding on the past few games, or at least all of our enjoyment from watching Leeds has come from Nonto, I would imagine that will be the same thing. Uh, and Tom, describe what you expect watching this game of football to be like. I think we will have a lot of the ball and there'll be a lot of us trying to break them down and it probably won't be very successful. I imagine they'll hit us with a couple of like the balls we're used to into the wide areas and then I can definitely see a far post goal in this goal a classic English far post goal in, in this one um, I think it'll look like a lot of our other games to be honest where we've, we've struggled to break down a team and they've set up well effectively against us so we're relying on vibes vibes and luck always really always yeah uh, and Martin, have you got any any advance on that? I know pretty much what Tom said is what I've noted down. We'll have trouble breaking down their mid-block. Um, they can quite easily score on the counter-attack through us on, in the wide areas, like, like Tom said. And because they like to move the ball from side to side, it's just going to be a bit, bit of trouble for us. Like that. And maybe we could nick a goal at some point if we get a good long-range effort from Rodrigo. I can, I can, I can see that. Um, yeah, because... I, th- I think he's probably the one like player who's most likely to score, just because he seems to create nothing, chances out of nothing recently, which is always a good thing. And where will the game be won or lost, Martin? It'll be won or lost in if Nanto can make, make the most of his chances against Ashley Young by us, and if Aston Villa can make their most of switching the play and attacking our far post, that will be where they'll have the most joy. Tom? Yep, I was just going to say the wings. If we can attack them on the wings where they're most vulnerable and if they, we can defend the wings where we're most vulnerable. Yeah, okay, excellent. Oh, one question. Will Melier be playing? Did he, did he mention that in the podcast today? Was he injured at the weekend? Oh, yeah, so he's ready, he's ready to play. He's ready to play. Yeah, that's fine. Yep, that's... Okie dokes. Well, uh, I'm, I'll rest assured that, um, that, that, that um, Melier will be ready for the weekend then. Okay, good stuff. Um, so, thanks, guys. We'll be back um, either at the weekend or very early next week with the review of the match. But until then, everybody, enjoy the game and have a great week. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.